Good morning. It's the 10th of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakwonyero. In our first story, the National Unity Platform leader and former presidential candidate Robert Chagulanyi Sentamu yesterday surrendered his Toyota Land Cruiser to the Uganda Revenue Authority for re-inspection. This follows a high court ruling which dismissed Chagulanyi's application that sought to block URA from re-evaluating his car. The Uganda Revenue Authority had given him a day's deadline to submit the car. The car was initially cleared by URA but recalled after Chagulanyi claimed it was bulletproof. Chagulanyi's lawyer said this wasn't their fault and that they are ready to pay the taxes that URA will assess for the vehicle. Meanwhile, property worth millions of shillings has been destroyed after fire gutted the Madvani complex on 5th Street in Kampala. The cause of the fire has not yet been established. Bildad Baguma, the executive director of Joint Medical Stores, says the destroyed warehouse contained drugs and medical equipment worth over 7 billion shillings. We have been warehousing a number of health commodities here of different types ranging from reproductive health commodities to hospital furniture and other things and um, so the fire we think it has destroyed all the items that were in this particular warehouse. On the value also I cannot give you a specific figure but um, I just suffice to say that the money is in excess of 7 billion shillings. We will establish the exact amount once we we have been able to look at all the reports that AIGP Joseph Mugisha, the commander of the fire brigade, says they were able to contain the fire and will soon establish the cause. We came we were called here when the situation was already bad. You could see the smoke right from the city, meaning that was already a bad situation. So when we came in, we had to set our tactics right, to get our tactics right. Cut off the fire from spreading to other stores, which we did, and then it took on the fire according by taking the surrounding it, which we have done. So you can see some stores are saved, and many which would have been lost by now. And also you can see that now there is no more threat except the raging fire which you can wipe out anytime. Also in our national news, the private sector foundation Uganda has opposed the proposed 70,000 shillings tax on fish mao and recommended it should be put at 20,000 shillings. The government in the fish amendment bill wants to introduce a tax of 70,000 shillings per kilo of fish mao that is exported out of the country. The investment specialist at the private sector foundation Eric Sempambo says the new proposed rate is unfair. We've done studies and found out that we can do it can be a big ingredient in our pharmaceutical industry. But the challenge here, our point here, is the exponential increase of this levy from 20 cents to 70,000 is causing a shock in the industry. Would rather propose that actually we increase it from 20 cents to 20,000 shillings. Richard Mubidu, the director of corporate affairs from Pickfair Group of Companies, urged the committee to consider imposing a 2% levy on the processed gold instead of the $200 as it stated in the mining bill. Chair, we have looked at the numbers uh, touching the value of gold globally and our discovery is that a kilogram of gold is anywhere in the region of at least $50,000. Now when you only subject $200 as a levy to every kilogram, we seem to see that there is a lot of real value loss in revenue. Also in the news, 
The National Curriculum Development Center has appealed to teachers to implement social distancing while teaching learners under the revised curriculum for lower secondary. In 2019, the National Curriculum Development Center introduced the new curriculum which took effect in 2020 with changes which include students taking only 12 subjects, learning through group discussions, whereas the afternoon classroom work was replaced with core curricular activities. The executive director of the National Curriculum Development Center, Dr. Grace Baguma, says the Ministry of Education is implementing a phased manner of reopening schools. Teachers will have enough classrooms to accommodate the number of learners of senior one and be taught under the new curriculum. Social distancing, because the children, Ministry of Education gave a program of phased reporting of children. That's why there are children coming on Monday and the others are coming in June, so there is enough space as we talk. Because as these ones do exams and get out, the new ones come and the space is there. And they have, they were also given the guidelines on how to manage the children and the schools and we are riding on that. That does not mean that the curriculum should be stayed or whatever, but we are fitting into the guidelines that Ministry of Education gave on how to manage space, how to manage in the COVID-19, and we so far so good. Baguma said that before the outbreak of COVID-19 last year, they had trained 20,000 teachers to implement the new curriculum, but they are now going to be retooled. NCDC has, has since conducted orientation for more, than, for more teachers this financial year, 2020-2021, as a remedial for senior one, <clears throat> and also in preparation for the rollout of to senior two in August 2021. So far, 9,000 teachers have been inducted in the eastern and northern regions of Uganda. And orientation is continuing. Uh, I prepare orientation of the teachers in the western and central regions is scheduled to commence in the last week of April, which is this month which we are in, and projected to end in May, mid-May 2021. Still on education. The Uganda National Examinations Board has warned senior six students against engaging in any form of examination malpractice. A total of 98,393 students registered to sit for the Uganda Advanced Certificate of Education, which will be conducted with effect from Monday next week at 2,339 examination centers. UNEB's Executive Secretary, Dan Odongo, says UNEB will work with other security agencies, especially police, to strengthen the monitoring of examinations and any person found cheating will face dire consequences. I want to say you have all been given copies of the timetable. We urge you to acquaint yourselves with the instructions and the regulations contained in these documents. And you should also be aware that breach of instructions or breach of instructions, regulations or involvement in irregularities, misconduct or dishonest acts like cheating and impersonation may lead to your disqualification or cancellation of your results or even your arrest. We therefore advise you very strongly to desist from any form of irregularities and do not allow yourselves to be misled by anyone, particularly those who may tell you that they have the examination papers because these examination papers are not with anybody else. Meanwhile, the Uganda Muslim Supreme Council has asked the government to extend curfew hours during the coming month of Ramadan, which is expected to start next week. The appeal was made by the Deputy Mufti of Uganda, Sheikh Ali Muhammad Waiswa, during a press conference at the National Mosque at Old Kampala as they prepare to fast in the holy month of Ramadan. 
Sheikh Muhammad Ali Waswa said Ramadan comes at a time the government issued stringent measures on night movements that is most likely to affect Muslims during Ramadan. Regarding the issue of curfew, which really affects the night prayer of Taraweh, we had about three weeks ago written to the office of the Prime Minister with copies to the President's office and the Minister of Health seeking their redress on the matter. We are in contact with them and the issue has been tabled in Parliament. We are soon waiting for what will be the outcome of that. Sheikh Waswa has asked the Muslim community to keenly monitor the moon on Sunday the 11th, saying that once it's seen, Ramadan will officially start on Monday, and if it is not, it will be done on Tuesday, 13th April 21. Sorry, it will start on Tuesday, 13th April 2021. I would like to advise the entire Muslim community in Uganda to watch out for the, site, for the moon site on Sunday evening, which is the 11th of April 2021. Should the moon be sighted in that evening of 11th April, Ramadan will commence on Monday the 12th of April 2021. Failure to sight the moon will automatically mean that Ramadan will begin on Tuesday 13th April 2021. In West Nile, Madiokolo District is planning to kickstart construction of roads, markets and a community hall after receiving funds from the Uganda Support to Municipal Infrastructure Development Program, USMID. The district received 11 billion shillings. Moses Dalili, the chief administrative officer, says the district will construct a bomber ground for recreation and also to promote sports. And I used to meet also with uh, construct bomber ground in the, in the town council here at 1 billion shillings. That bomber ground will uh, act as a, a center to bring refugee population together with our, our communities to interact. The intention is to strengthen peaceful coexistence. You, you have had the recent clashes between our people, the host communities and the refugees, which unfortunately caused some deaths. And in order to strengthen harmony, we, we will use sports. So under that project of using it, we'll construct a bomber ground here, one billion. Also, we'll construct market in the town council here at 1.4 billion. We'll also construct another market at Matangachia in Iribu at 1.6 billion. The road in Iribu leading to the Nile will cost about 1.3 billion. So that's how the USMID funds have been spread, the 11 billion. These are three-year activities. In the first year, we are to spend about 5 billion, and this is the year ending 30 June, uh, this financial year. Consultants have been engaged. They have come on the ground. Already they are engaging our communities. It is expected that by May, phase one of the activities procurement will commence. And these include the resource centers, the bomber ground. Then the markets and the road will be in phase two. So we are fast track implementation of those projects under USMID. Genesis Achema, the district chairperson, says the district physical planning took long because it lacked officers. The district engaged services of Arua City to handle physical planning and a draft has been drawn. Because of hosting refugees, we are getting some funding under USMID additional financing of about 11 billion. And this money is going to take about nine different projects. About five of them will start this financial year. This is April, May, June. They will start this financial year. Others will be handled by my brother's team because they are faced. And one of 
then is, is also a community center. That's why when we remove this, we already have a replacement for removing this. So there should be no question from real estate holders that we are, we are causing damage. In Western Uganda, elderly women from Southwestern Uganda have expressed dissatisfaction over what they have described as mistreatment they get while accessing services at health facilities. The elderly women from Ankole and Kigeze districts raised their concerns during a dialogue on health provision among elderly women at Chirigime Guesthouse in Kabale Municipality. The dialogue was organized by the Action Group for Health, Human Rights and HIV-AIDS, an NGO that advocates for health rights in Uganda. Some of the women now want the government to set up special health care facilities for the elderly. Flavia Chomukama, the organization's executive director, called on the government to prioritize the health of such vulnerable groups of people so as to ensure effective service delivery. There's also what we are calling integration. So if it is possible for, like the DHO is saying, to have a, a day for older persons, that is appreciated because it helps, to, it helps to raise people's health-seeking behavior because they know if I go on Tuesday, it's a day for us, we shall get the services we want and the attention. But the other way is, which is coming and which is coming with universal health coverage, is to integrate services. So when you come to the hospital, you start in the same place, you get all the services from the same center. If I came with uh, my menopause problem, somebody should be able to detect, check my heart, check my bones, check my mental health. Alfred Besigenzi, the Kabale District Health Officer, said the existing health capacity in the country cannot afford to offer specialized care for the elderly. We have so many people who are accessing uh, special clinics and distributing health workers is harder because you have maybe an HIV clinic today, you have a pediatric clinic today. Our staffing level cannot meet all those special clinics and that's why it is very difficult. And people originally, because they had not come up, people didn't know that they had all those challenges they need to be addressed. And since they are coming up, and need, they need also that attention, and we also see some of these problems. It's maybe high time that we also thought about them, and we start planning for them. The Makere University Vice-Chancellor, Professor Banabas Nawangwe, has advised the youth to engage in income-generating projects rather than relying on their parents' property and government jobs. Nawangwe said the youth need to be creative and empowered with information and skills that will see them become job creators rather than job seekers. This business of the youth thinking jobs will, will drop from heaven, they better forget. And thinking that government will do everything for them. It is not possible. There is no such government in the world. Youth must be innovative. However, to be innovative, you need to get some knowledge. Some of them are even selling the land, buying border borders. Then some are robbed. They are even murdered because of these border borders. And yet they can make a livelihood out of agriculture. And a better livelihood than what they are trying to scoop with the border borders every day. Speaking to the New Vision, Professor Nawangwe also advised the government to invest in various skills programs that will enable them to reduce unemployment. So let the youth become more innovative. Stop thinking that the government will bring you all the jobs. Stop thinking that some foreigners will come here and invest and you get all the jobs. We ourselves must be innovative. We have the land. It is a fertile land. We have everything that God gave us. Let us use our hands and our brains and our lives will be better. In eastern Uganda, expectant mothers are being advised to give birth in health facilities under the care of trained midwives.
This follows reports that some expectant women still deliver at the hands of traditional birth attendants. Joyce Gladys Amado, a senior midwife attached to Ngora Kobuk Health Center 4, says delivering at a health facility helps avoid postpartum hemorrhage, which is now the leading cause of women dying during childbirth. She points out that out of every 10 women who die, four of them die as a result of excessive bleeding after birth. This, according to her, can be prevented if a mother delivers at a health facility in the hands of a trained midwife. You find that a mother comes pouring blood, really heavy pour. When you go back to the grassroots, you realize this mother has never gone to hospital. So you start struggling to save life at that level, and yet it could have been saved earlier. What makes us proud as midwives is to have a healthy mother and a successful delivery and growth of the baby. But when such challenges come around and they are delayed, it doesn't make us happy because at the end of it, life is at a stake, which is not our priority. Our priority is a healthy mother, a healthy baby in the hands of a trained midwife. So my advice to the pregnant mothers is that they should take it as a blessing to have a pregnancy. Others want to be pregnant, but they are not. So because it's a golden chance, they should give us midwives opportunities to take good care of them so that they can come out healthy and alive baby and mother. That is our pride. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning. I'm Lydia Lakwanyero.